get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. It's time for a Blues Report with Joey Vitale. You automatically look 15% tougher if you have a beard. Brought to you by the Electrical Connection. Orange and green in the shape of carrots. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. <laughs> this is silky smooth. Let's go, Bruce! Let's go, Bruce! Let's go, Bruce! Let's go, Bruce! It's always fun to talk to our buddy Joey Vitale as the Blues are in camp now and getting ready to head to the bubble in Edmonton. And Joey's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line via that line. How are you, sir? Hey, Randy, uh, doing doing well. Today. It's been a long couple nights. My wife and I, we are switching the baby from the nipple to the bottle. So that's, mm. always, uh, that's always an adventure. But I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking. I'm assuming a lot of sleepless nights there, Joey. Yes, yes, uh, Michelle, you, you got that right. Um, you know, it's one of those things where there's different stages. Like you bring a baby home. And then, of course, you're going to be up all night because they're a newborn. They're entering this crazy world, and they don't know what's going on. They weren't living in this cozy little warm place for 10 months, and here they are in this cold world. They don't know what's going on. Who's that guy? What's that furry thing that keeps bugging me? That's the dog. Whatever. <laughs> and then different stages, right? And then you get over that. But then it's uh, then you got to wean off uh, into bottles. And then you got to wean off. You know, they got this, this snuggle thing where you got to trap their arms in, which looks terrible, but it's great for newborns. But eventually you have to get them out of that because babies start to roll. So that's a whole progression. So, yeah, there's lots of different stages, and, and we're just in one right now, but it's, uh, it, it'll get better. It always does. Awesome. Joey, we know that 2020 has been a disaster, basically, and you welcomed in a new baby, which is a positive. But I'm curious, you have, you have other kids. Has, has, uh, the new baby been more difficult in 2020. I wonder if, if babies and little kids are absorbing all of the craziness that's going on in the world, maybe crying a little more. I'm telling you, you bring up a good point. Uh, it's definitely opened my eyes at how easy newborn babies are. I never would have ever said that until this year. But you're absolutely right. You look around the world and the uncertainty, and, and one day it's up, and next day it's down, and just so much chaos here and there. And It's hard to find good news anymore. And then you look at a newborn baby, and you look at it, and she's a piece of cake, I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, well, Joey, we do have some good news because we know hockey is on the way. Baseball is on the way. We're getting ready to gear up for some actual sports here. And Craig Bruby was talking yesterday on Ribs and BK about how it's going to be all about hockey for the Blues, that you're going to play your games, you're going to do your skates, you're eating, and you're at the hotel. It's all about hockey. So Randy and I were thinking, okay, so we know the Cardinals and the Blues, they're going to be monitored when they're in the hotel, basically. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to hold one another accountable. So question for you. If you're in your hotel room, and let's say at the end of the hall, 
hall. You have to make a left-hand turn and boom, there's the elevators. And, you know, you're maybe a month in, you're getting a little restless. You're like, I'm going to bust out of this joint, okay? I need to just go out and do something. And you go down the hall and you make that left turn and boom, by the elevators, you either have Yadier Molina or you have Chief Craig Berube. Who would you, who would be the person you would least like or least want to see by the elevators? You know what? That's a that's a tough one because you look at both of those guys and they have uh, just just that amazing leadership presence. That's what that's what one of the intangible things I love about about great leaders. You know, they're they're not always saying necessarily the the best things. Uh, like uh, Craig Berube is certainly not polished um, verbally by all means, and he knows that. Um, Yadi Merlin, it's not always about appearance. Like you know, Yadi's Yadi. He, he doesn't strike you if you saw him on the street. He wouldn't strike you as a leader. But when you are in those guys' presence, right? It's that it's that thing where um, a great leader. You may not see him, you may not hear him, but you can smell him. You know they're in the room. You know you know they're around in the building somewhere, right? And that's what both of those guys have, which I love about the leadership of those two guys. But I have, if I had to bring it down to one. I would much rather see Yachty because maybe I could, you know, we can just banter a little bit about baseball and hockey. You know, his brother actually was on a call with me and Curbs last year, so I felt like I got to know Yachty and his family a little bit better. So that was a really cool thing I got to do uh, with his brother. So uh, Chief would be uh, a scary guy because while Yachty would maybe verbally assault me, I think <laughs> Chief would just kind of look right into my soul and kind of twist at my heart with, uh, with a big, long blade. <laughs> Joey Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. How would you handle a bubble? <laughs> I'm telling you right now, guys, I, I, would, not, I would not have a problem with it, uh, especially with all the kids I keep having. Like, I feel like it's the <laughs> apocalypse at my house. Like These kids are going to start crawling up the, the siding of the home like you something from a zombie land movie. I need to stop having kids. But, um, you know, I, I would say I would do very well. I would do very well. It would get hard. It would definitely get hard. But uh, my personality, uh, I'm just, a, I would just go play hockey. And I, I love my bed. I love my quiet time, uh, especially nowadays. Uh, you, I would bring books. I'm not a video game guy, but I would bring a lot of books. I'd bring a notebook. I, I would look at it as a moment and a time to really um, develop myself, develop my mind. You know, when I was growing up, uh, in St. Louis, between the ages of 12 and 17, I found this hockey school up in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Hockey Camp, which a lot of kids from St. Louis actually go to now. It's a really good school. They go all summer long, and that's where I kind of, that was my retreat. And from age 12 to 16, I would do that, and we didn't have cell phones or computers, so I remember my dad, he gave me a box of these self-help books, you know, Norman Vincent Peale, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, all these crazy books uh, but I was just killing a lot of time. I was on the ice twice a day, and I was just reading in the woods, essentially. And I, I really took that time, and I really tried to develop myself. And I think for those five, six years of going to Minnesota every summer, uh, it really did a lot of wonders for me. So I really hope that these players look at it uh, as, not, as a time not only um, to play video games and play cards, because that's, that's very important as well, but also to, um, you know, to read and to spend some time uh, uh, intellectually thinking. You know, Ryan O'Reilly is going to bring his guitar uh, but, you know, Carl Gunnarsson, another, another point about this, though, too, we asked Carl about this in our weekly show a couple days ago. I said, Carl, how do you think the Blues are going to handle it? And, you know, he was extremely optimistic. You know, he looked at this Blues team, and he said, you know, I'll be honest with you, Joe, there are a lot of teams that I think are probably worried and nervous about being in Edmonton for two possible months. He's like, but our group, we really like each other. We really get along. And it's nothing phony about what he's saying. This, this group actually does get along. We sit right in front of them. Uh, during the plane rides and the hooting and hollering and the camaraderie. It's insane that you have these millionaire kids and everyone gets along so well. There's no clicks. Everyone gets together. Everyone has a great time together. So to Carl's point, 
He said that while a lot of teams feel like they're going to struggle, I, I can see this Blues team getting to Edmonton, and I can actually see us thriving in this environment because we get along and we enjoy each other's presence so much. So there you go. Joey, I love this quote from Vladimir Tarasenko yesterday when he was doing his, his Zoom media. He says about the hub city life, we don't go there for a resort where we're expecting unbelievable food service, like five-star summer resorts. We're going to play hockey. I don't need much to live. I just need a bed and food. And when you think about just the inherent nature of hockey players, the toughness of hockey players, they're probably approaching this hub city life as a, as a challenge as far as their toughness is concerned. And if that's the case, I have no doubts about this Blues team. Oh my God, that quote! I love that <laughs> quote. Like, and, and I love that they quoted it exactly word for word, so you can kind of you can feel the Russian accent <laughs> in there because the language. I mean, uh, my Shamanad English teacher would have a field day if that was my sentence on a seventh grade test. But the fact is that it was so raw and real from a Russian who doesn't understand uh, English all that well, and it was just very simply put, and there was nothing nothing fabricated about it, nothing false about it. He was just speaking from the heart. And I loved it so much because cause that's why I'm so proud to, to represent this sport and to be a part of this sport because this is the fabric, this is the culture, this is the characteristics that make up a hockey player. You know, and in order to respect any other sports, but you see a lot of stuff in the NBA, they got to have all their, their setup right. They got to have, you know, there's talks of having concerts and their DJs and the right food and, and this, that, and the other. It's just, to me, it's, it's too Cinderella. Like hockey players, that's why I love these guys because they just, they just want to play the sport. They love it. Uh, ever since they're kids, they've strapped on the skates, and it's a tough man sport. The, the men will prevail because there is just that brotherhood about it, and and it doesn't change, and it doesn't change, and that's what the best part about that quote was. You know, any kid would say that. Just keep me to Edmonton. You kid me, I'm going to play in the National Hockey League. I would love to do that. And you would think with the millions and the millions that these guys make, that that mindset would change. But here you are looking at one of the most prolific scores in the National Hockey League and makes millions of dollars. It's a great life. But that kid, it's still in him. That's why hockey's so great, because you never have to grow up. And I love Vladdy for, for what he said. Joey, I want to swing back to your Shamanad English teacher. <laughs> uh, this coming from a guy who once got a zero out of 100 on a seventh grade algebra test. A zero out of 100. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, you. So I was, I was challenged. Here's how impressive it was. The teacher told me it was probably harder to get a zero than it was to get a 100 on this test. <laughs> So, oh, I love it. Was there a class that really challenged you? They're, all classes challenged me greatly, but algebra, once they started making me multiply letters by numbers, I was done. <laughs> so was there a class that challenged you when you were in uh, junior high or, or high school? You know, certainly English had its toll on me. Whenever we started breaking down a sentence, that's where I, I just got lost. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the, the I still I still cannot do that. I can't I don't know what a pronoun is. I don't know what an adverb is. I don't care, to be honest with you, <laughs> and I didn't care back then. But the one subject that got me to my core, uh, Randy Michelle, was was chemistry. I I didn't understand uh the letters, I didn't understand it was the balancing. You know how you have like carbon and then you have you know oxygen and hydrogen and then you got to balance it with the arrows and whatever you do to one side you got to do the other you know that whole thing and i just remember struggling and struggling and struggling with this and but to, to a good point uh brother chris who was a, a brother at cbc who gave his whole life to teaching he's not married obviously um he literally lives in a convent style home he comes to school he teaches boys and he goes home that, that was his life he was an incredible man and I remember halfway through the semester, I asked Brother Chris at CBC, this was at the old CBC off Clayton Road, and I said, Brother, I'm going to be honest with you, this has no implication of life. I'm never going to use this. 
why do we do this? You know, and he said something that I, I tell my kids today, and it's a good lesson for all kids. Even when you don't agree with something in school, even if you don't like it, even if you're never going to use it, the reason why you do it is just to challenge your brain. You're challenging your brain in a different way that's never been challenged before, and you're forcing yourself to think differently. And if you can do that in chemistry, think of all the possibilities and different ways you're going to think differently when, uh, world, when the world and life can approach you in different ways down the road. That's such a positive mindset, Joey, and I'm not surprised coming from you, but uh, I took my first chemistry class in college. I wanted to be pre-med. I wanted to be a dermatologist, and the professor walked in and started writing chemical equations on the board, and I just went, nope, not happening. (laughs) Nope. So, you know, and I pivoted, and here we are today. So I think your approach, you know, you're going to learn a lesson, even if it's tough and you won't use it, much better than just, hey, quit and pivot. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? You were not good in chemistry. Randy obviously wasn't good in English, but you guys both found what you're good at, and I love listening to you guys. So, Joey, uh, uh, one final thing, and it's great that you tell your kids that story, and you, you want your, ch- your kids to uh, deal with challenges in life. I believe that actions speak louder than words, and I think what I've told my kids is the best path is the path of least resistance. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we will differ a little bit, Randy. We will differ a little bit. <laughs> I love it, though. Great to hear your voice, my man. Take care. All uh, right, you two have a great week, and always a pleasure to talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Joey. Uh, Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. I appreciate the lesson that he has, much better than me, where I'm like, eh, you won't use it. Pivot. I don't blame you. First Just class, pivot. huh? Oh, my gosh. You know, and I went to a small high school, so I was used to smaller classes, and then I go to the University of Illinois. And this, I think, happens a lot when you go to a smaller school and then you go to a big university. I really had no sense of what it was going to be like in a lecture hall. Mm -hmm. And so first class, I go in, hundreds of kids in this lecture hall. I was so out of my element to begin with. And then the professor just walks in, starts writing chemical equations on the board, really no explanation. All these people are taking notes. They clearly understand what is going on. And I'm like, am I in the right class? Did I go to the wrong building? And I was like, nope, you just thought you were way smarter than you are, Michelle. Learned a, So I did learn a valuable lesson. I am not as smart as I think I am. How long did it take you to withdraw from that class? Oh, I immediately went to my Good. advisor Good like play. a week later and I said, hey, so uh, this is not going to work for me. What can we do? And I still, for a year, had to be on that same path. But we adjusted it to where I could take some, like I took kinesiology to satisfy <laughs> my, my sciences instead, things like that. But um, yeah, and I said, she was like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to transfer? And I said, I want to be a sports writer. Can we do that? And she was like, you're a female. You, you have an interesting voice. You should definitely go into broadcasting. And I was like, all right. So if she wouldn't have suggested that, I wouldn't be sitting here. So blame her. Here you are. (laughs) Credit her. (laughs) Michelle and Randy coming up for today's big thing on 101 ESPN.